0: Hey everyone! Thanks for joining us for Let's Talk Recovery, where we are real, raw, relational, and sometimes irreverent. Um, we are excited to be back at our new digs with you uh, today. If you uh, are joining us with video, um, you see that we've got a special guest with us, um, and so we'll introduce him in, in just uh, just a moment. Um, we're going to let him sit here, just kind of awkwardly, um, just staring at the camera. Just um, yeah, just stop, that's how just we make stop, our guests you know? comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> we make it awkward, um, but. Yes. Uh, you know if you're a, a part of cedar point recovery you've seen this guy up on stage at the beginning of services you've seen him in um just some of our announcement videos um you may have seen him pilfering through your car in the parking lot <laughs> um, things like that i've uh, We've had worked the, on him i've yeah. had the misfortune of, of knowing him for uh i think we were talking about this ten, the other day ten about, years about 10 years so um <laughs> my life's definitely not better for it um <laughs> Kale, when were you burdened um with uh with getting to know him meet him is it I don't know. You know, you know, know I just had, try know, not like, to kind think of about it. More,
1: kind of people, like certain <laughs> types of people,
0: and they just fade into just the background. coming with me. back. Yeah, it and reminds me. <laughs> I remember, uh, you know, here, there's a place locally called Spring Creek, and I remember going there as a kid. And, and one time, my brother got a leech on him, and <laughs> it's. Uh, so just that story really reminds me of my relationship. Yeah, with it's just like uh, my grandpa had to cut the leech off my brother and uh, and burned it. So uh, I think we'll try that next. Yeah,
2: I, I mean, <laughs> uh, the difference between me and a leech, though, is I have a mustache.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's is a good mustache. <laughs> sta- the you know, bat stash. The yeah. bat stash. It does kind of look like the bats. <clears throat> I like it. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> Um, so for those of you who don't know, this is uh, Michael Mijo Labrico. That's right. Um, yeah. And he's going to share just a little bit of uh, his story with us today. Um, and so I am looking forward to it. We told him, I don't know how long ago we'd have him on here. So. Yeah, it was a little while, like a month. Yeah. So we were lying initially. but yeah. it just kept bothering us. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's back like, well, well, it's like
1: my daughter, you know. And she just, if you don't finally just give in, then she just. When
0: are we doing that? When are we doing that? When no. that? Oh, okay, let's just do it. Yeah, we got here at the <laughs> office this morning and puppy dog eyes and all. He's yeah, kind of scratching at the hey, glass. I you
1: recording today. Yeah, <laughs> I'm Yeah, <true. laughs>
0: uh, I even anyway. brushed my hair. Yeah. So. <laughs> me too. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Shut so. Away. uh... Mike, uh, tell us where you, where you from, you know, where, where'd you grow up, uh, kind of what your what early life looked like for you?
2: Uh, well, <clears throat> I, I grew up in a lot of different areas cause we moved around a lot for the most part, but I was born in Texas, 19, Sorry. 1988 yeah. born was a beautiful baby boy. Uh, no. Uh, and, and so <clears throat> we spent some time in Texas going back and forth, but we came to Oklahoma, been to Nebraska, uh, been to, um, um uh, some other place. I can't remember. Yeah. I can't remember. So what it was like 10 years of your life. You know that that's right. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yes. Oh, South Dakota. That's right. Oh, that's okay. why
1: you forgot it. That, that's exactly
2: <laughs> what it is. Um, and uh, I, but I really, I, most of my time was spent in Oklahoma, I think. Yeah. Oklahoma and, and Texas were both like the main places. I had spent a lot of time, but um, we were growing up, you know, um, it was pretty easy. I mean, I've never had... Any issues? I've never really had anything happen in my life. I don't even have. Res- I mean, I don't even know why I'm here.
0: Yeah. Well, it's uh, it's your receding hairline. We <laughs> oh, to talk about that. How, you, how are you navigating that? Oh um, yeah, just in today's it, current culture. um Yeah, it, uh, it's a shame we couldn't uh, have gotten to that a little think, sooner for yeah. you. Huh? Have, have you thought about going, going Caleb? Do
1: the full Caleb.
0: Um. So. Uh, no. Are you the the oldest? You getting siblings? I, I
2: am the oldest uh, by a year. I have a younger sister. Her name's Michelle shout out to well, we we used to call her Mark as a kid just cuz she she looked like a boy, a little Mex, <laughs> a little Mexican boy and uh yeah, yeah and it was funny cuz when it's we like were it says Mexican boy like Mark like Mark. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's right Makes total it's sense. the opposite yeah, yeah i don't know anyway, how that happened but yeah. so so when we were it, it, when we were growing up it was funny actually one of the ongoing jokes not even really a joke it was an ongoing understanding was um that we, amongst us two kids, Michelle was going to be the successful one, extremely successful. And she was a great, you know, a straight-A student kind of thing. And that I would get felonies and go to prison. I mean, that was kind of the idea. Uh, not to say that it was completely the opposite, but she did get the first felony. <laughs> <laughs>
0: she,
2: got, she got the first so felony. So there. I, yeah. So
1: there. Take, take that. <laughs> take yeah. that. Take that,
2: Mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know growing up we uh my sister and i we were fairly close for the most part growing up just because we were only a year apart <clears throat> we kind of hung out and do, did our thing and my parents were big partiers you know what i mean uh, which is probably where, which is definitely where i got the idea of it all from because i enjoyed i enjoyed a good party and the atmosphere of uh, people just chatting it up having a good having a quote-unquote
0: good time and Getting into some mischief or something, but so, the, so your parents like enjoyed a good dinner party. Um.
2: Yeah, they you know uh, doilies <laughs> and yeah. uh,
0: mm-hmm. like Tupperware that everybody <laughs> came over. Tupperware. They you know, you know, bought uh, Tupperware. Well, there was recipes. There was there
2: were t- there was Tupperware brought, but the things that were in it were not food. <laughs> usually, <laughs> huh? No, they were they were huge uh, uh, hardcore partyers. You know, uh, from even a young age, th- I was introduced to a lot of things early on. Pornography, meth, and alcohol. Alcohol was obviously the, the first thing. I mean, all the drugs, really, but I didn't, I only recognized things like the alcohol and uh, pornography. You can recognize that yeah. a mile away, no matter what age you are. It's something different. But yeah. But I remember uh, being like maybe five or six. I was also introduced to video at the time. So in a weird way, like camera, camera work, and how much I realized I, I enjoyed it. But um, I remember walking into my dad's room. I was probably like, all right, this is getting <laughs> weird. <all right? laughs> just leave it alone. Yes. My mind's weird. going there.
0: Yeah, don't. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, yeah. I, I yeah.
2: can't. Yeah. I opened that window for you guys. No. <laughs> so no. Don't take it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we're going to keep on moving. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I, he, he was looking at like some sort of porn magazine, and uh, and I remember walking in there, and he's, like, this is before internet, obviously, before internet porn or anything, but we were poor, so they couldn't even afford like to rent pornographic videos or whatever, just whatever little magazines they can get and, He's, like, kind of zooming in on it with the camera for some reason, making his own. I don't know what's going on, the still frame of this, of the, yeah. the magazine. Anyway, that was, like, my first introduction to that and uh, the camera. And you can hear me as a child in the home video saying, hey, can I mess with the camera? What is that? <laughs> like, being torn in between both things immediately. But, but mostly, though, it was uh, drugs and alcohol for sure. I mean, uh, uh, I have a story of uh, when I was about six years old. My sister was five, and it was... We used to play this game in the house called Crime Time, uh, and we call, we called it Crime Time because we thought it was cool to be to break the rules in the first place, to be full of criminal m- mischief of some kind. But we were told to go to bed, um, not probably not for necessarily our, our health purposes, but just so we're out of the way, <laughs> so the party could really take place. Um, but I remember my sister and I, we, we thought it would, fun- it would be funny to sneak into the room uh, into the living room and kind of crawl around see what everybody's doing try to not get busted see what they're watching on tv you know what they're listening to music wise um and if you, and if you you try to make it to the kitchen if you make it to the kitchen and back you win now if you come with a snack that's even more or, or <laughs> if you sneak a beer even more you, you get even more points but if you get caught not only do you get your butt busted, but you lose the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so the stakes are high. The yeah. <laughs> stakes are high. That's right. But I remember we, one night we had in particular, we had gone in there and everybody was gone. And we sneak in there and we're like, we feel jipped because there's no more stakes. No one's gonna get caught. Everyone's gone. The TV is, you know, what I mean lights are low, the TV is on with no sound. And we're like, well that's weird and then we kind of uh we we're like well i guess we just make ourselves at home you know you know nothing's going on and we, and we look behind the couch and and there's somebody butt naked sleeping back there <laughs> uh passed out drunk and, and and whatever else not and so we start poking them with stuff you know cause we're <laughs> like, are they dead what's what's going on what's she doing naked back here why is this happening and um uh, and then we're making fun of it and then my dad comes in, in in from the room and he's like hey what are y'all doing what are you doing you need to go to bed and then he's like well I've got to go make a run real quick and he didn't trust us leaving us there with the naked person <laughs> so so and he didn't he like knew we weren't like a good father <laughs> <laughs> yes like a good responsible father yes. Yeah, yeah so he didn't leave us he didn't leave us there knowing we wouldn't stay in the room and so he uh so he said all right well you guys get your shoes on let's go we gotta go i gotta go run somewhere and then we so we we hit the streets in in some oldsmobile we had it was probably a station wagon really but uh and we're we're driving and we already lived in a pretty bad neighborhood for the most part it was uh, but we were used we didn't know i didn't know what a bad neighborhood was at you know six years old but i just it was i was used to what was pretty crappy abandoned houses and uh you know people uh, constantly on the street at two it was probably about two in the morning around this time I'm, i would guess anywhere from midnight to two and um we go down this it just keeps getting worse and worse though and i remember being like even as a, as a six-year-old at some point you're like are we supposed to be here <laughs> <laughs> i don't yeah. think we belong here <laughs> you know and uh I remember we uh, pull up to this guy and, and it's the wrong
0: side of the tracks and then the end of the track. And <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> the there are no more tracks. At and this no more point. tracks to be on the wrong side of it. Uh,
2: And so, and, and we pull up and there's this um, in front of this guy's house and there's this guy, no teeth. Uh, and this de- dude just like shimmies over his own. What's going on, ma'am? What's going <laughs> on, baby? What you need? And my, and my dad's like, oh, you know, just, I'm just here. With and, me and, my, and my sister and I, are, I'm sitting in the middle. My sister is sitting in the passenger seat. And uh, and my dad talks to him, they exchange a handshake. I almost broke the mic. We uh kick you off. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be All the right, end of the whole thing. Uh, yeah. We're not gonna find out how this end. That's yeah, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so and, and they have this little hand they exchange a handshake of some kind, and then uh, at some and so then we're leaving and my dad hands me this little this little white rock situation. And I and I and he's like, Here hold on to that. Don't don't drop it. Don't lose it. Don't eat it. Don't. Well, he didn't even say. that. He just no. said, "Don't drop it. Don't lose it." And so, funny enough, now in yeah, my yeah. mind as a child, the guy had no no teeth, and and then so I was like, "Why did he give us? Why did he give my dad one of his teeth? <laughs> why, did give, why did he give him one of his teeth? Is this his last one? What's going on? Why, you know, why did he pay for that?" Um, and so I remember holding it, and I had recently lost a tooth uh, up and up in this area, and so I start. Um, trying to fit the tooth (laughs) in my empty gum gum socket there and then uh my dad kind of double takes he's like whoa what are you doing give me that and he he takes it away and i in in hindsight i realized it's not because i probably would have it's because he spent money on that yeah (laughs) yeah he was like don't waste that what are you doing that's for me (laughs) and he gives it to my sister to hold instead because she's the more responsible one you know and um so she's holding on to it and uh we're driving, driving down the road or whatever, and we we get home. And so, and I also, in hindsight, I realized uh, he gave it to us, uh, not to be, not to like, to bash my parents with any of these stories, but uh, yeah. just it, to me, it's funny, even though this is kind of where I came from. But uh, in hindsight, he gave these this to us because if he got pulled over. They weren't going to search the kids. Yeah. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> they would search him potentially, but they would not search the kids and they wouldn't find this little crack rock. And so we get home and I remember thinking about the tooth fairy situation, thinking, man, if we put this under the pillow, you know what I mean? We're going to get this from dad and put it under the pillow. We're going to get some money. Uh, and then we get home and then he, he you know, at this point, as, as a, a recent addict myself, uh, I realized also in hindsight, by the time he got home, he no longer cared what we were doing whether we were going to bed or not he went straight to his room and you can hear a lighter sparking and i remember and he's got it and i was like i don't think that was for the tooth fairy (laughs) 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 i don't think it was at all um but yeah that was my first real introduction to drugs and it it slowly became more knowledgeable because i i I didn't understand that was a bad thing because this was the norm these kinds of things and uh people high or drunk in the house was normal all the time and the first time that I actually had a drink, I was I was eight, eight years old, and it was, uh, they were having a party, and I would kind of go in and, excuse me, I would go in and out of the room and hang out, and I just start throwing up on my balls, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, I, would, I would go in and out of the room, and then they got tired of it, so at some point, one of my dad's friends come in the room, and he's got uh, one of those little thermos cup lids yeah. filled with um, some little magical yellow liquid. And he comes in and he's, uh, and he says, uh, hey, uh, take this, drink it. Don't tell your dad. And I'm like, all right. So I drink it. Tastes taste like urine. I don't care. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm one of the boys now. Yeah. I'm one of the boys. I know what they're drinking, but I don't care. And, I, and I'm drinking it and, uh, and he leaves. And then another friend comes back a little later and he's got another little, he's got a little solo cup filled with this, you know, yellow magical liquid. And uh, it could have been pee. I don't know. At this <laughs> point, it could have been pee, but. No, so I, you know, he's like, "Here, drink the beer, boy." And I drink like, just don't tell your dad. And I drink it. And this happened a couple of times, probably three or four times. And then finally, at some point, I'm I'm drunk at this point. I'm eight years old. I'm playing Super Mario Brothers. You know what I mean? And uh, and then my dad comes in, and I'm like, "Oh, keep it together, keep it together." You know, my dad comes in, and uh, uh I'm dying. I'm losing all my lives on Super Mario Brothers. so I'm getting mad while I'm trying to just look straight, straight focused and cool. And my dad's like, "Hey, boy, what are you doing?" And I was like, oh this is plant. Super mario. super mario and he's like all right cool, cool cool uh he's like uh well here drink this don't tell your mom <laughs> <laughs> and it's another another cup of it and i got pretty drunk i probably passed out at some point but i was turned on to it though you know at that point for sure the seed was planted and i didn't really start to get heavy into drinking until i was around 12 or 13. I'd start, I was definitely drinking still every now and then, but it wasn't a thing that I looked forward to. It was just, if it was there, I was totally doing it or I would sneak a beer when my parents passed out or something. And, uh, you know, around 12 or 12 years old, 11, I started smoking weed and then, you know, 12, I'm, uh, uh, I used to drinking way more with, because I have friends now who are also where, I mean, you know, when you live in broken areas, you have friends who are from broken homes. Yeah. As well. Either that or you're, you're you have a terrible time in the neighborhood (laughs) because everybody you're the guy that everybody doesn't like and then you know getting jumped around every corner or something but i i fit in for the most part um i mean i was definitely the kid that good families i say good just healthy families i was the kid that they were like you can't hang out with that kid. Don't, (laughs) don't play with that kid you know um but you know, I would, uh, around at some point, uh, I remember going to my parents when, st- when I was smoking weed and, and, uh, confronting them and saying, hey, cause I knew I was going to continue to smoke and get home and be high. And I knew that they smoked. So uh, I, I go home one day and I'm like, Hey, you know, mom, here's the deal. <clears throat> I smoke weed, I smoke weed and uh, I love it. And I'm going <laughs> to continue to do it. And then, so she teared up and then she was like, well, if you're going to do it. You might as well do it at home. And she rolls one up. <laughs> so, so we start smoking. And and I get um, her um, ideal behind that. Being like, I'd rather you be, if you're going to be doing stupid, yeah. do stupid here at home in the safety of uh, your parents. You know, at home. Um, but that didn't last long. It was about a year and I was smoking constantly. Probably, you know what I mean, every Every couple of hours, I was coming to the living room. Hey, can we smoke? Can we smoke? And they got tired of it. It's so like, look, if you're going to smoke weed, go somewhere else. Go find your own weed. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, and it, you go t- get a job. <laughs> <'cause you're laughs> to,
1: can't afford your weed. That's yeah. right. That's
2: right. And can't so afford
0: it, to feed you and get you high. Yeah. Your, uh, no. Yeah. One or the other. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, but, so, but if you tell, you know, a 12-year-old, go find your own weed, that you're going to go find your own weed. Oh, yeah. You know? And so, in, in the, in the company that comes with that, you know, Um and so that, you know, that led down a lot of crazy roads with people because it didn't take I, I started selling weed after a little while and selling meth and uh yeah um I I was unknowledgeable even while I was doing it though. Yeah. You know, in the sense of how any of it worked, measurements, price, the how to negotiate with the people that you're dealing with, how to talk to and deal with the people that you're dealing with in it. Um but I you know, I remember there was another time when I was I was selling meth and uh uh, i was i wasn't selling very much uh, maybe a quarter paper at a time i was yeah. you know 13 yeah. 13 14 something like that and um i remember my dad comes in the room one day i'd sold some to a friend of his and then uh, he he comes into my room and he's like he's <clears throat> like "mark are you uh you selling white?" i said uh, <clears throat> yeah yeah and i thought i was going to get a lecture obviously of like a, hey you know it's one thing to do it or it's one thing to do a party but you know this is stupid don't you're heading towards prison but it was like a really and i said yeah and he said how much can i get ten dollars right <laughs> <laughs> i said ten dollars yeah <laughs> get out of here, <laughs> <baby brother." laughs> <You're> too- <laughs> yeah but it was uh you know but uh, and as i get a little bit I-, I really didn't even do meth until i was like 16 maybe mm-hmm. and i was dating this girl who was a year or so older than me and uh she had uh, had done had been doing it for a little while and then at some point she um convinced me to do it cuz it was one of those conversations where she came she disappeared for 2 days and then came home high and uh was like hey uh I fell off the wagon I used to do math and I'm doing you know and I was like well we're not going to be able to be together I I I want to say I was on my way to having a level head and then I just didn't but I, I thought I cared about the chick and so she had said you know uh um, if just do it with me one time, one time, and then we'll quit together. If you never want to do it again after that, I'll never do it again. Mm. Mm. Those are always healthy, those yeah. are always that's right. Um, <laughs> this is gonna work out well, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And I was like, Yeah, you know, all right, yeah. I, I got the, uh, control of this. No, not at all. <laughs> you know, I, I did it for about six months. I, so, is she, we she was like, All right, uh, and she kind of was just waiting on me to want more the yeah. whole time, excited, like waiting. And every time I looked at her, she'd go. <laughs> well, uh, and and at some point I'm like, let's do a little more. She's like, yeah, this relationship's gonna be great. <laughs> yeah, it was the opposite. Um, uh, and so anyway, that's that's pretty. I mean, I grew up in a lot of to skip a ton of stories really, um, to, uh, to just kind of get into the gist of it. I mean, addiction was just a part of my life from the very beginning, and it was normal, you know. And if I met people who didn't do over excess of some of some kind of um, substance or addiction, it was weird to me. No. Yeah, you know I mean, if they're like, "Yeah, I have a beer every now and then," I'm like, "I don't." Well you like, you get drunk every now and then? It's like, no, I A beer,
0: a beer. A beer. I'm like, <laughs> what, <laughs> what do you do, do with that? This yeah, that's loser. <laughs> <you know? laughs> uh, so, when were you? Uh, when were you first introduced to um, like the church and uh, kind of like the idea of, uh, for lack of a better term, like alternative lifestyle?
2: <laughs> yeah. Yes. No, that's a yeah. good term, I think, um, because it would be alternative compared to what I was yeah. was living for sure. And so. I would, it was uh I was 18 and uh the my daughter's mother was pregnant with her
0: um, at where were you living at the time I was living in Claremore you were there yeah, I was living
2: in Claremore at the time <clears throat> and uh, I, I, I remember um, having some party and, uh, and we, I think and, and I thought I got beat up by a couple of people long story thought short you, i thought <laughs> you did well so Shelly, she well, she well was, was I, was, it. I was i still don't know i'm still it, it looking was kind into one it. of those <laughs> naked chick scenarios like <laughs> yes. this
0: time he was the one that was nude laying behind the gas. he did not <She laughs> know what happened uh, basically
2: i'm like who done it no so i no, i was well i had been really drunk with some friends <laughs> and um i was <laughs> apparently at some point i got about in the back of the truck and they were drunk driving, and we're on some back roads, going crazy, and I'm being thrown all around, left and right of the car, of the truck. But I don't remember any of that. I woke up the next morning with no shoe, like missing a shoe. I'm really bruised up, there's blood on my shirt, and I was like, "Who, who, who did this?" <laughs> uh, and there was a girl who was there with me, and she, and I, I told her to leave. I was like, "You need, I was like, you need to go. This is about to get." here seri- and there's some friends there and i was like hey i think it was this guy and this guy let's go find them right now um and i was well, in <laughs> my shoe back and so i was like i'm not gonna let them i'm not gonna let them you know undignify me like this but i was like we're gonna and i this was all assumption but yeah. then these guys i was hanging out with were the kind of people who loved this the yeah. waves and the drama and and so it was they're like yeah they're not gonna mess with labrico like this let's go let's get them <laughs> and so we we actually were marching across town um, did you have a second shoe at this time? Uh, at this time, it was just sandals. Did I think. I'm yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 so determined. I, left, uh,
2: I did not change my clothes, though. Just to kind of make it more dramatic, I think I yeah. wanted to show up yeah. at like, like a, a site of revenge. But, but uh, I mean, it turns out, ultimately, I found out from that girl who I totally... To she's like, you were just in the back of the truck, <laughs> and you were just really drunk. And you and I was like, oh, no. I was trying to surf. Yeah. You know what I mean? Truck <laughs> surf, I guess, back <laughs> there. And that didn't work, so... Yeah anyway so we, uh, we're going to these guys house and i see three guys uh, at taco bell in the taco bell parking lot and this was how i got introduced to cedar point as yeah. what cedar point was about to be before yeah. it was even really called cedar point and um and i see this these guys skateboarding and taco bell parking lot and uh, this guy jordan shin who i'm still friends with today um uh, and uh, he he was he was a kid a couple years younger than me or something and uh and I, they were hanging out there and i, and I had said hey guys i don't know who you are i don't care there's four or five of us maybe Why don't you guys come with us mm. and bring up some more numbers we're gonna go we're gonna go beat the crap out of are these guys. Like the greasers the so- greasers <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just, we're probably more the socias, the socias we were yeah. probably more the <laughs> greasers going up the no but it was the thing where i was like we're gonna go beat the crap out of these guys you guys are, you know get some hair on your chest come with us <laughs> yeah. you know and uh and, and the other two kids were just a couple of regular skateboarding normal home kids you know what i mean who uh they are just like, we're not, we don't want to, these guys are, you know, terrible news. These guys are all red flags. And, uh, but the other kid, Jordan Shin, he goes, man, that's not what Jesus would do. I said, what? Jesus. I, I was like, I didn't know. I'm not even talking about Jesus. <laughs> man. What are you talking about? Um, anyway, we went on to do our thing. They didn't go with us. We went on to do our thing. And then, uh, a few months later now at this point, um, Chloe's mom, my daughter's mom is pregnant Yeah. about three months and it's evident now. Yeah. So it's getting to a point where this is getting real. This is no longer like a thing where I knew I was going to be a father of some kind, whether I knew for sure it was my child or not at the time. I knew that I was going to be a father. Um, uh, and I did believe it was my child. I just, I did, you know, I was un- everything was unknown. I was not given an example, in my opinion, of how to face these kinds of things. There was never real conversation about how to face these kinds of things
0: uncertain whether or not Chloe was going to believe in the Tooth Fairy or not. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I was
2: I like going to introduce her to the Tooth Fairy, you know? <laughs> um, but I knew that I didn't want her to have a childhood like mine, the yeah. ki- whoever the kid was going to be. Yeah. I knew what, it was, so I, I was trying to figure out, I was in like this young age of crisis of how do I figure this out? And I'm walking around Walmart one day, we're thinking about what to steal and um, and I'm actually with Chabon at the time. Yeah. Chabon and I were hanging out and we were thinking of what how we can get some money, what games can we steal to go sell or whatever, you know, and uh and I'm 18 years old at the time, and I see that Jordan Shin kid again. And he's walking around. He's like, Hey, I recognize you. And I was like, Oh, yeah, you're the weird kid, the yeah. Jesus kid from Taco Bell, man. And I was like, uh, How's that working out for you? And he's like, Good. And so we start chatting, and then, uh, you know, he's like, Hey, man, here's 20 bucks, just for no reason. I just want to give you 20. And I'm from a, a, a history, a place where if someone gives you $20, it's for something. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and, and so I'm like, Well, <laughs> this is getting weird. What are you, what are you looking for? What's the, Yeah. what's
0: the catch? What's the catch right. here?
2: Yeah. What is it? Uh, and he's like, no, no, no. He's like, it's just going to sit in my wallet. You know, just take it. I, I do whatever you want with it. And I was like, that's cool. And so then he invites me to church. To, uh, Uh, technically he paid for my salvation (laughs) (laughs) financially is what really happened because he's he's like we're going to this cheap salvation
1: (laughs) well it was 20
2: uh, 20 more he gave me 20 more bucks at the end of the conversation uh, i think it was to ensure that i came to the event that he invited me to yeah um because he invited me to something which probably
0: looking for his money back now
2: (laughs) that's why why he still got me on facebook every (laughs) now and then he hits me up like hey that 40 (laughs) bucks yeah um but uh you know he uh he had invited me to a thing which eventually was called bulls beans and screens uh and it was a thing where there it was at a coffee shop um that that we had in, in Claremore a while back over there by um what's now Bi- uh billy sims it used to be mm-hmm. a coffee shop i can't remember what it was called uh anyway so he had invited me he said uh go to this thing, you know, it's going to, it's going to be, it's for a church, for a church that's opening up, you know, kind of thing soon. And, uh, we're just trying to get more people involved. And, uh, and I was like, are there going to be chicks? And he was like, I was like yeah, man. There's gonna be. <laughs> I was like, I'm in, in like sin. So a few friends of mine and I, we show up to this thing. And, uh, I ended up being the only one who stuck around for, mm-hmm. until the very end of it. And I, in, in I had met Joshua and Bevan bold there. Mm-hmm and josh and i kind of just clicked and i and josh i'm sure was seeking out to disciple help disciple oh, yeah you know young broken dudes like me and and we clicked really well and uh, and i just i genuinely knew that i liked them from the start um uh, and i had zero history or background really with church or with god but that as i'm continuing to go to what was becoming cedar point what was cedar point when i first walked into the building the there was no ceiling whatsoever at all there was like wires and junk yeah, hanging yeah. down from the you know there's no f- carpeting whatsoever at all the walls are all everything's crooked and messed up and i remember walking in and it looking like a cracked in and i go i'm,
1: home. I'm at
2: home yeah <laughs> <laughs> this place is for me you know and uh, i was like if this is what church looks like i love it yeah. you know all they need is a random naked, <laughs>
1: around naked here person in yeah. the behind the couches yeah <laughs> uh
2: and so um Anyway, at some point, um, uh, uh, Josh is is giving some sort of message. um, And I I don't remember what it was to this day, but it was something that I related to so much that I really started to think, who is this God character? You know, What does this really mean to trust and have faith in God and to get saved? What does that mean? I remember asking him to pray with me for salvation, to get saved and um, to try to journey with that. So that was when the real concept had come to mind of like, there's a lifestyle with this. And I still didn't get it for another 10 years, really. Yeah. You know what I mean? I really did. I'm didn't. still waiting on you to get it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah. I, I, I never really pursued God until realistically, uh, I mean, pursued it hard and heavy and meaning it uh, and understanding the discipline in it and trying to grasp the discipline in it until I was probably about 30.
0: Yeah. you know. So uh, what age was this uh, roundabout when you prayed with uh Josh. Nineteen. Around nineteen. Mm-hmm. Um and so you're how old now?
2: I'm thirty five.
0: Thirty-five. So we're looking at sixteen years here. Um, and so did things dramatically change at that point?
2: Right away? Yeah. No. No. So no, you no.
0: kind of went back to the same type of lifestyle. Yeah, oh
2: yeah. Yeah, well, right
1: in, one foot just, out. Your life doesn't just become sunshine and rainbows after you become yeah. Christian. <laughs>
2: That's right. <laughs> and that was one of the biggest. B- chunks of crap I was sold yeah. so now Josh Bull didn't sell me that yeah. he, but he I don't think he knew necessarily how to approach that yet but there were a lot of people when I said dude I, I, I got saved last week people were like there it is yeah. you're done yeah. you, know, <laughs> you made were, welcome to the club yeah. you know like uh, finish
0: line <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: right and there were people who had that kind of attitude like man it's all it's all good from here you know and it Joel Osteen <laughs> Joel Osteen Joel. <that's laughs> yeah, <right>. yeah. <laughs> yeah it was yeah. Osteen uh, but it was you know it was and I, I, I think I believed that concept for a little oh, while, yeah of like of like why is this still hard you know like and I genuinely it's a marriage of life you yeah know, it's a marriage to a whole new it's a marriage to the Lord to yeah. to your to a whole new lifestyle with him and I remember um, someone who I knew who was married at one point was telling me a story about how him and his wife his wife had c- confronted him and said and it's just an example it's not a digression um, he, he had said um, she had said, marriage is not supposed to be this hard, which is a lie also. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's extremely hard. Um, and That's so it was, just, and, that, and that was kind of, I was that person in, in uh, Christianity and belief was like, this should not be this hard. Um, I sh- I'm supposed to be blessed. You know what I mean? I'm supposed to be able to hang out with more white people now. You know what I mean? Like, what's going on? Um, uh, but it, yeah, it was, it was not, it was uh, over several years. What'd you say? 19 years uh, 16 16 years I don't do math from oh. from
0: then to, to where you are today 16 years
2: Yeah okay so uh, 15 years yeah for sure cuz I really I mean there were there were times in my life when I got it Yeah. I had a grip and I was like this is I, there's a calling and yeah. I'm supposed to be uh, pursuing this and pursuing the Lord but then I was still there was a different mindset and I don't know how to explain the differentiate like the how to how it, the the trans, the transition from one mindset to another yeah. um but I know there was a mindset that I could still balance these certain um, addictions or sins yeah. or um, carelessness in life, and belief and pursuit of God, yeah. and in 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 a way that was worshiping one thing or the other is what it was. Oh yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I was I was either worshiping this addiction or these things that I the flesh, the things I enjoyed in my life, um, or I was going to be worshiping God legitimately with those parts of my life. Right. And I and I didn't. You know, I thought I could balance it, and so at some point. I did finally get it though, but it's still, uh, still, it's still never, I'll, I'll always be in development. Right. You know what well, I mean? Continuous.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's the thing, you know, everybody is. And we, this is the point we always try to make here is that there is no perfection in that. And that's why we were making the joke about, oh, it's not all, yeah. you know, sunshine and rainbows is because there is never that, no, no. matter what Joel Holstein tells you, <laughs> like it doesn't, and that's always a joke. Yeah. I like to bash me in, but oh, yeah. there is no arriving. You know, right, just yeah. developing, you know,
0: and you're just always pursuing. It's a daily, it's a daily decision. It, it is, and kind of what you're talking about is James, uh, James 1, starting in verse 5. You know, we always, a lot of Christians know this, this verse if you need wisdom, ask your generous God, He will give it to you, He will not rebuke you for asking. Um, and people read that and know that it's common. What comes after that in verse 6 is this, but when you ask and be sure your faith is in God alone, do not waver for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as the wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind such people should not expect to receive anything from the lord their loyalty is divided between god and the world they are unstable in everything they do i think it's kind of what you're talking about is you know you've come into faith and and i know i did the same thing for for many years and i try to hold on to um old friends old concepts beliefs um like oh, I can totally be a Christian and, and sleep around and, and get drunk and yeah. you know live live Monday through Saturday this way, but man, I'm right. going to be in church on Sunday yeah, morning. Yeah, just ask forgiveness later. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's right. Um, I'm saved. I'm a child of God. Yeah. Like yeah. I mean, I can, I can do what I want now. And and uh, so I mean, I think uh, a lot of us kind of go through that type of transition that that come through the lifestyles that the mean you come from. And um, and you know, I think. Th- often i mean i was sold the same bill of goods you know that um oh man everything will be great um and then you kind of make that profession of faith and you start kind of going down that road and you're like life still sucks like (laughs) this is still hard like or you know you you go to pray and it's like why didn't things change instantly like i i asked god to take my addiction away and i'm still an addict today there must be no god or he doesn't (laughs) care yeah (laughs) Um, yeah and uh so you know it's it's it takes a while sometimes to kind of be you know woken to um that that realization that oh um this this is a process it is a journey um it's i didn't arrive at the finish line actually i just started the race yeah at at that moment that was that was the beginning Mm -hmm. um it's not the end uh yeah uh, so um so you come to the church um you know you struggle for a bit um you know, so we're kind of wrapping this up. Where was, like, where was the aha moment? I know for me there was one after after many years being in the church of being in that double-mindedness that I was just like, ah, oh, crap. Like, I'm missing it. What mm-hmm. would that look like for you? What uh, What was life like when you were like, all right, um, I've really got to lean in here now?
2: Well, that, that was uh, actually... Uh, when I the the last time that I had acute pancreatitis yeah. and it was so it was so severe from all the drinking that um, uh, that I was dying like yeah. they, for sure there kidney failure and um, you know, black spots all over my liver kind of thing but this had happened 11 times though you yeah. know 11 times with acute pancreatitis and that's how many times it took for me Has to-
0: anybody ever told you you're dense? Yeah <laughs> <laughs> As yeah. is now The 11th <laughs> time I almost died. Yeah. It,
2: well, the, the the best part about that was uh, it was eleven times in one year. So, right. so it was uh, over the course of eleven months, kind of. And so, but it was um, uh, it, there were so many different aha moments that I think I've 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 consciously refused. You know what yeah, I mean, right. moments where I was like, I I get what God is saying here. I get what the, what the world is showing me, obviously, but I don't I don't want it. Yeah. You know. Well,
0: I remember a few years ago, um, man, journeying with you some, and you know, I know you you were angry at life and, mm. and your situation, and you just be like, man, I just don't think there. I mean, you were kind of even reverting in your faith. I don't think there's a God. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't believe this, and and kind of in that season.
2: Yeah, I do remember that, and I went through that season a couple of times. Yeah, um, but the truth was, with that, uh, I had realized that um, it it wasn't that I was blaming god for anything and that and i was looking for something to blame but it was there were just people in my life over the course of years who uh, abandoned i, I don't want to say abandoned at some point when somebody is incredibly lost in their addiction or their lifestyle yeah. of running away from god you you have to step away know to protect yourself and there were people in my life who i was very close to at times who had stepped away and would stop um, ingratiating with me whatsoever at all or, or, or be or journeying with me in certain areas or even just talking to but I was in a place where I was bashing the church you yeah. know what I mean I was bashing uh, faith I was bashing mm. um, my my own faith but the truth was I was just disappointed in myself and yeah. and I hated myself right. and uh and i and uh, and I sort of lashed out to other people for that and there was a point but I realized part of the uh, I mean over the course of the next few years after that yeah. was like I, this, there is clearly a God God has changed my life and saved me many times and, and, he's, and he's waiting for me he's changed my heart it wasn't my life it was my heart that was changed and he was waiting for me to pursue him continuously I mean I'm the, the, the typical prodigal son yeah. uh, I'm the story of it and, um, and in the same way w- along with you and many other people in the church there were, I, I stopped paying attention to the people who were still there even, yeah. when, even when because I was, I was just wanted to be angry you know what I mean? It felt better to be angry. It was easier. <laughs> um, but I remember being in the in the hospital. We were living in Texas in this little t- torn up uh, travel trailer. You know what I mean? It's probably this big, pretty much. Like it was a t- terrible little thing, and uh, um, the electric barely worked. It was junk. It was a, it was really it should have been p- scrapped, but we were living in it and chloe was with me for a few months in that and i and i was mis i hated myself for putting her i mean i I needed to be with her and i and we have a good relationship and even in my worst of times had a good relationship but i was going back and forth to the hospital you know and she was miserable she was miserable for that um in our our lifestyle there and i was constantly drinking and and i would pray every other every every other night with like a prayer of like god give me a better life where this is okay was kind of what i was really looking for i prayed it in different words but it was a prayer of like i still want to hold on to this yeah Uh, i understand it sucks but i need to hold on to it i want it and i and i felt like i could never really truly get away from it but i remember i'm in the hospital that last time and it was it was a thing where they were like you know we don't know what how this day ends for you you know my blood pressure was stroke levels and Mm -hmm. uh Uh, My oxygen was low and my, uh, you know, everything's failing in me um, organ wise. And so they're like, you know, we're going to pump you full of everything that we can. But, you know, we don't know how this day. Ends for you for the most part, and also, and th- quite frankly, we're t- we don't care at this point. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they were like, "You've been here several times already." Yeah, we're you owe we're us a lot of money. We're <laughs> <kind> <laughs> of here. Well, this is yeah.
1: his eleventh, right? So yeah. after the, you know, the tenth, pancreatitis the eleventh is free. has <laughs> <laughs> got a
2: punch card. Get it ten times, get the eleventh one free. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, and so I, uh, but I was laying there, and I, 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 at some point, I had major DTS um, yeah. while I was in the hospital, and. Uh, and I'd never had him to this level before, and I—it it was the point where I remember sitting there and feeling incredibly disconnected with my, with myself, yeah. with my mentality, my body. It was this weird, almost out-of-body experience. Um, with, felt like I was in a dream state, and all of a sudden, uh, nothing. And then I, like I, like it was like I went, like I, I'm waking up all of a sudden, strapped to the bed, and um, covered in puke and and other things, and then I'm hallucinating heavily. You know what I mean? Seeing things in the walls that were, I mean, it was bizarre. It was bizarre. I remember thinking, man, this would almost be fun if I wasn't terrified. <laughs> you know? yes. So it was like a really bad trip. And um, and I was sitting there and uh, I didn't even want to ask what happened. There were nurses around and they were like, y- y- you know, he's awake. He's awake. Let's get him in here. And I was like, "Oh, I was like, can you guys unstrap me? And they're like, no, not yet. We just want to make sure and i didn't, i didn't even want to i was so embarrassed i didn't even want to ask what had happened yeah. what did I, what did i do that you had to strap me down yeah. and why am i covered in fluids <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> what's happening um um but when that had happened i remember laying there because they kept me for a few more days and i was laying there and i was thinking man i i have to change this yeah. and and then it, that thought became i have to let god change this and pursue him in it because i i've been trying to do things my way obviously like we always talk about doing things my way never worked our way you know um and i prayed a, a a very intentional real prayer um, that said, I don't know or care what my future looks like anymore. I just want you to take this from me, God. and i'll I'll go wherever you want me to. And I knew I needed to come back to Oklahoma. and I knew, and I, knew I needed to come back to Claremore, and I knew I needed to get into a rehab or something. and and uh, that was the the real if I don't do this, uh, so, so oh, the aha moment sorry i know we're running out uh, of you're time fine. You're fine. okay yeah, six more hours we can? yes yeah yes. uh, 1988 i was born <laughs> no <laughs> uh so uh so i remember at some point uh, in the hospital i have this strange sort of dream but it was like a nightmare and i don't know if it was part of the hallucination or what but it was this nightmare of of feeling there wasn't d- words i could remember there, were, vis- there were, were pictures i could barely remember of it but it was this strange, um, euphoric almost, but out of the world sort of nightmare I, I had where I could, everything that was happening were just feelings. Mm-hmm. that were, I don't know how to explain that. That
1: sounds like a nightmare to me. Yeah.
2: It was. It was. Yeah. Experiencing feelings. It was feelings. I was in touch with my emotions. Oh, my God. And so I, I'm but, triggering me. but there Stop was it. this, there was this strange um, understanding of if I die here today or later on from the, Consistent drinking and running from God. Um, this is Chloe's story yeah. for the rest of her life. This is my daughter's story now. Her story will never be what it could be, could have been. Yeah. It will be my. When I was 15, my dad died. Uh, he couldn't get away from alcohol, and then the, the lack of our relationship, and then all the things that come with that. Yeah. And I have many friends who who have lost their father and stuff, and and, and, you, and it's evident in their life to some extent. You know. Yeah. Um, when it happened at uh, such a young age especially and and my daughter and i we do have a very healthy good relationship and we're very close um and and that would just be disconnect and there was already so much pain in her eyes constantly you know and i remember waking up to a point where i pray i prayed and prayed relentlessly and i and i said and it was a prayer of like god if you if you want me to um, I trust you, whatever it is, whatever your plan is anymore. I, it, whatever it is, I trust you. If, if you want to heal me, please heal me and cha- and take me somewhere else. Change me in. And then uh, the next couple of days, they did another c- CT to, and took some blood work to see where it was. And it was as if none of that had ever even happened. Hmm. There were no more spots. On my, and now I, I'm always skeptical with stories like they're like, <laughs> and the Lord healed me. <laughs> I'm genuinely, genuinely skeptical about those things. Not to say that God wouldn't or right. couldn't do those things. But when I hear him, always, I'm always like, okay, well, get to the point, you know? <laughs> but uh, for me, it was an experience that felt like that medically, whatever took place there, you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, medically, scientifically, I don't know. But all I know is we. there was a day when they were like, we don't know how this day ends for you. You're looking at potential stroke, your liver and uh, kidneys are failing to a couple of days later where it's like, your levels are normal. You There are no more black spots on the CT. And, uh, you know, we're about ready to send you home. And so for me, that was drastic yeah. and bizarre. And, um and i i genuinely knew and believed that it was god that god was like welcome home let's get the fat lamb for you you know and uh and let's get and we're in
0: it's be a p- calf
2: oh calf what yeah, yeah. you know whatever a, um it was fat that
0: pancreas, <laughs> <laughs> that pancre- yeah, that's right anyway. son it's chicken for you yeah, that's right <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's,
2: it's not fried it's grilled chicken <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, but it, you know, but it was uh, a thing where I um, I wept when the nurse left. Like I wept, and I was like, I was like, this Chloe's story has changed now yeah. for her future, and not only that, but so is mine. Yeah. Um, and and that's all that mattered to me. And then I remember going home and telling Chloe, um, I've told her a dozen times, all right, we're I'm gonna quit, we're gonna change this, we're gonna leave now, we're gonna do something different. But this time I sat with her, and I was no longer trying to convince her. I was just informing her which was a huge difference compared to the conversations we had before. Yeah. Um, it came to a point where I said, Chloe, um, we're going back to Claremore. You're going to go stay with your mom for a while. And I'm going to go to rehab. and I'm, I'm never going to drink again. doesn't yeah. matter how healthy I get or how I feel. just never going to drink again. And the look in her eyes was, you could just feel it in the air, the palpable truth. Yeah. Because the truth was palpable at that time. And you can see it in her eyes, this hope that I hadn't seen in a really long time. And I would never take that away from her again, no matter what I felt or what was going on. Um, <clears throat> and then over that period of time, we can't. I contacted you, talked to you on the phone, and said, "Man, I'm going back to Claremore."
0: Yeah, I thought about changing my number.
1: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, we, Yeah, I'm sure I mean, she knew you were serious, and Aaron would know when you were serious because true healing can't happen in Texas. Yeah. So no. Yeah. You're like <laughs> okay. I'm moving out. So. No. Oh, yeah. He's serious. Yeah, he's serious. <laughs> this is
2: real. Yeah. But it was. It was a conversation we had. I don't know. We probably talked on the phone for like 20 minutes or something. It was, yeah. Where, whereas it was funny because I'm, I'm in the live free house now, and I've been there for almost five months. Yeah. And uh, and I was I remember sitting on the phone with you and saying, dude, I'm coming back. I, I'm going to go to rehab. But I need a place to stay after that. I don't know what to do. And you were like, "Well, you know." And you didn't tell me about the lift free house. At the time. <laughs> I didn't know what it was. I've been down the road with you before. You know? <laughs> it's like, well, i I know some places around. <laughs> yeah, There's Oxford houses around here. That's They're well. Just, yeah, well, see, I, I I was almost on that route as well. Was maybe that was my only option. I knew that you had you knew people in that in that yeah. in that area and what was going on with that. And so, but I remember talking to you, and you were like, "Well, I if I could say you should do anything, you you should give like 12 months to something." Yeah, and you already. In yeah. Live Free had just opened, yeah. and, and not too long, you know, this was the late January yeah. we were mm-hmm. talking, and you'd uh, said I'd give maybe twelve months or something, where you know the only thing is you probably wouldn't be able to have your daughter living with you, and um, it was where you just give twelve months or so. Of your life to it's dedicate. just him.
1: a totally arbitrary time frame that yeah. I'm putting out
2: here. <laughs> right. 12 yeah. months <laughs> in a house with guys. Yeah, well, yeah. It, he didn't even know, say. Is, yeah, uh, it was. was There's no <laughs> hints for it. I mean, it was hint. It was like dropping. It almost felt like it was l- baiting the hook to see where I <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so, uh, it. was, yeah. Uh, Sorry, call manipulating. So it was a thing where I was like, 12 months? I go, 12 months? I go, man, I'd maybe give five. Yeah. Or six to something, and, you, and I could hear the irritation in your voice. Oh, of like, yeah. I was like, "Well, you can't just halfway do it." <laughs> <laughs> you go, if you really want to get serious about this, yeah. you'd have to g- give, re- get to dedicate, yeah. show, commit. Yeah. And um, and I was like, "Man, I don't." I was like, "I don't." Know. And we talked for a while longer. And then you mentioned, "Well, we have this house that opened up, and we've got a guy in there now. I think he had maybe two at the time. Yeah, it was probably Dustin and." uh the first yeah. guy. Weirdie first McGee yeah um and, and so um I, and I remember you know being uh, talking for a while and Chloe was in there with me and I see her just enjoying herself and she already knew we were leaving at this point it yeah. was already set no matter what and she was ex- I see j- her she's having a good day you know it's been a while since either of us had had a genuinely good day uh And so I was like, man, you know what? I I think I would do it. I think I would do it. Um, I would commit to it and try whatever it's going to take at this point to get my life in order uh, and and have God back into it. You know, we had that conversation and we got off the phone and I'd already bought bus tickets to get back. Um, And then when we get here, I I was going to go to rehab. I was going to go to a rehab for about 45 days. um, And I didn't. And I prayed. Significantly, about I said it, what I was praying for was for God to give me strength to deal um, with the temptation to continue to drink at any point, um, or or, or to, the strength to over to overcome it when the feeling comes, kind of thing. And what ultimately ended up happening was God completely delivered me from yeah. even having the temptation anymore, mm-hmm. which I definitely would have thought impossible no i thought i was going to be continuously white knuckling it for the rest of my <laughs> life next 20 years
0: <laughs> it's like i can still do it yeah. um,
2: but and i remember there was a t- uh, what, what it made me think of when i realized that that was the case when i realized i don't even i have zero feelings toward this one way or the other yeah. if anything it, it just makes me sick to my stomach to think about yeah. you know and i and i remember when i realized that, that was real for me um it, it, even in a stressful time, even in a stressed, depressed time, I was like, I don't even, that was not even a thought. And I remember it made me think of the time we had a conversation a few years back when I said, Do you ever th- even think about drinking or do you, how do you deal with that? And and you were like, oh, It's it's a non issue, is yeah. what you said to me. And I remember when he said that, I was like, That is the most hunk of crap
0: I've <laughs> ever <laughs> 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 He's a liar. He's yeah. a liar.
2: But, uh, and I remember thinking back to uh, being dumbfounded by that, like, How could that, I don't understand, I don't, it's a language I don't get. Um, and then on that day, I completely understood what you meant. It was like, this is, I no longer have to convince myself or anyone else. This, this is no longer just a part of my, my, my wiring, you know? Yeah. Um, and it was a thing where God genuinely did, uh, because I, uh, maybe it was because I it was the first time I really meant it, that I wanted out of that prison, yeah. um, where God not only gave me the strength to overcome things, but he, he completely took it from me. Yeah. Uh, and then you know when I when the first day I, I do got to say though the first day that you showed me the house yeah I, it's obviously a nice house it's beautiful but when you brought me in there was a couple guys there and and Dustin Dustin and I are now good friends but when i first walked in he's the last kind of guy i would ever hang out with <laughs> you know what i mean like i see this guy and i was like if they got guys like this in this house <laughs> i don't want to be here now we got two of them <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: that's right and the truth is that i am 100% these guys yeah. you know what i mean and no matter what i'm one uh, I, but i am just i'm a, a man cut from um, Different cloth, but the similar squares. Yeah, you know what I, I mean. Like, and 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 the really the reality is, I just I am pursuing Jesus for sure, and I understand that that I'm called and capable. You yeah. know, is the thing that I that I mostly focus on now. Uh, and like you were saying last night with, to to the guys in the house, that um, you don't live your life for you. Yeah. You know, and and when you step into this lifestyle, you lose the right to think about yourself. I mean, yeah. it's, it, it is about how to glorify God is the yeah. question. You know, Wh- whatever the deal is.
1: Yeah. So I want to make a point that you uh, you hit on real fast uh, when you were talking to Theron about, and he was saying, you know, hey, you, you know, commit to a year, and you're just like, a year? That's crazy. But, you know, and that's the reason I want to talk about this because this is a very common issue with recovery and addiction is yeah. that people you've been drinking for how long you know prior to this how, how many 22 years? years you're like oh, i can get rid of this in a month you know it's like and that's what they <laughs> people think it's like well, yeah. you, you you've done especially if uh, you've grown up in addiction and so you've grown up um knowing the only way to cope with things is drugs or alcohol or mm-hmm. whatever it is that you're struggling with and then you you know people want to be like well and this, you know like we see the same thing there's always that meme going around of like little fat baby in front of the, the, the mirror like squeezing the oh, belly yeah. and they're like I worked out my abs yesterday why can't I see anything you know and it's yeah. the same thing with like you know, diet and exercise it's like everyone wants to do Why well, I, I tried for a week and nothing's changed yeah. it's like you've been doing this for how long yeah, yeah. how about at least try that long yeah know? or like it, it, and that's that's the deal with, with you can't you have to have a long term mindset you can't just be like well I'm you know I gave it a go for a day and, mm. oh, no, he's and I guess I'm just going to be an addict for the rest of my life but That's so. But yes. it is so common to see that
2: it, it is know. I'm glad you mentioned that actually because uh, I was just talking with uh, one of the other guys in the house about this the other day was uh, uh, w- as addicts we come from in this generation in general our yeah. generation comes from a mindset that we were taught or learned at some point of instant gratification yes. Yes. and that and that is a, a continuous poison that we we still have and especially as addicts because addiction gives you that it gives right. you that instant gratification today was too hard this week is too hard I need to get, numb it up and then the instant gratification with whatever you're addicted to but even when we come out of it and that that's why it is in realistically 12 to 18 months is not any is nothing it's a speck compared yeah. to the rest of your what your, the rest of your life could look like if you even have the rest of your life yeah. you know And in the instant gratification mindset, when we come out of, we conquer this addiction or the Lord helps us to conquer this addiction, um, even after that, for me, it was like, I thought that was the biggest battle in my life was like, it was continuing, was moving past this addiction to alcohol or whatever it it, but it was self-medication, any kind of self-medication at all. Mm -hmm. if I could move past this thing that I know I, I think helps me, um, but really ruins and kills me, um. Then life will be better It'll be easier I'll understand things more And that wasn't the truth It was kind of like It was kind of like Overcoming this one battle And I realized That was just the first wave Of this war in yeah. my life for, because the, we even after the addiction we carry that mindset of instant gratification mm-hmm. with everything and it is the thing where you, you could be there for a few months and you're like well I've got this yeah. why aren't things working out yet why don't yeah. I have a thousand dollars in the bank right now after being there for this many months or why don't I have a good car why don't I have a house and a wife and 16 more kids you know the, the reality is we continue to carry that instant gratification with us, and, and that in itself is a practice that must change because it's over increments of time that will incrementally change yeah. a, as we continuously, you know, pursue God and right. pursue change. Yeah, general.
1: there's a, there's the, the, the obvious first step, which is what you, you know you talked about, it, which is obviously turning over and pursuing you know a life you know, that God has for you and, and, and focusing on Him and, and becoming less self-focused and more mm-hmm. outwardly focused and all that stuff. But, but there's the very practical part of you know i've got to learn to cope with uh, in a in a constructive way the the daily stressors of life you know instead yeah. of well i can't just drink a beer now that's all i've i've done in the past to make things feel better or, or you know get on social media whatever it is that you use to cope and you just like no n- you know now you have to learn something practical that's that's not destructive to your life to to deal with those things and so yeah so it's a process and it takes time and it's you know and the, the only reason we you know kind of harp on that is because we Know if you're not being realistic with yourself or what this process is like, then that's setting yourself up for failure, and that's why we see so many people yeah. fail in that. They're like, you know, again, like I said, well, I tried for a week, nothing's better, so I guess I'm just gonna go back to drugs and alcohol. And <laughs> yeah. That's some solid thinking, you know, right there. <laughs> but, um, you know, as we as we do wrap up a little bit, but uh, well, I had one more up, thing to say on that.
0: Um, you know, outside of that, the other thing people do is they bail early and they think yeah. that they've got it. It's like, yeah. oh yeah i totally just conquered this this 20-year addiction um and changed everything about my life and
1: i had a good week so it it, must be good (laughs) yeah yeah
0: and think i've got it all together and you know the thing is you know now you know you're kind of in it it's like it's so much more about being sober like we're building better relationships Mm -hmm. better foundations um changing mindsets getting community all all of these things but you know people kind of step into it and they'll give it a little bit of time and it's like a the, the rental house where they painted the rotted wood and like from the streets, like, oh, that house looks great. And then you yeah. walk up there and, and you poke it and you <laughs> yeah. poke right through the latex paint into the, the rotten core. And it's, um, you know, that's kind of the other trap people fall into, too. It's like, oh, I can I can quickly do this. I've got this makeover right. looking great. I got some clean time. You know, I put it back on 20 pounds and I'm good to go. You know? <laughs> <That's right>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, no, no man, yeah. too soon too no. soon. Yeah. And just give it time. Be patient. Um, cause the, the fruit of that, that, you know, that commitment, um, is, man, it's great, but you've got, you gotta have it. And it's, I'm sure you're aware now, you know, kind of the, the, bait and hook, as we told you, like 12 to, you know, 18 months of, yeah. of commitment. Well, now you, you know, I'm sure you realize, no, it's, it's a forever commitment. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the 12 to 18 months, it's just to build a new habit that hopefully you carry on. Cause the moment right. you stop. Leaning into Jesus and leaning into God and what He's had for you, well, your core rots out and yeah. people come poke yeah. holes in yeah. it and yeah. you fall back into the old lifestyle. Yeah. So.
2: Which is not, which is not hard. No, not no. hard for that. And that is the thing: is, is it is a, um, a continue. It's it's in some way the the reality of not living for yourself anymore and trying to live for God and yeah. for, to glorify Him. And, and obviously, we all fall, sh- fall short of that. Yeah. I mean, there are days when we're just we are thinking about ourselves in some way, but even. Even when you're just, you know that you're pursuing a calling and, yeah. and and the and the the right way to go for the Lord and for your life, it's like uh, the current is constantly against you. Yeah. So if you're not moving forward, then you're only you're drowning. Yeah. You know, exactly. eventually you will drown. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you know, you're talking about the the rotten wood and stuff, and, that, and that's exactly, um, you know, not to shamelessly pl- plug my book, but I'm going to shamelessly plug my book. Thank that's you. and you've and you've gone through that, yeah. um, and I'm sure that is mostly responsible for the life change you've had. <laughs> um, yeah. It's it it going right. through my book, but um, <laughs> yeah. but that's you know that's that's right at the very beginning is, is you have to change. You know, I talk about it. And there's changing the foundations first, because because yeah, we can we can put slap paint on it and make things look pretty. You know, we mm-hmm. can look okay on the outside, but if we don't change those things, those deep rooted, seated problems, and go down and figure out what, what where's all this coming from, and then replace that with something that's more structurally sound, so to speak, which is God, then then we are We're going to just fall back into it. I mean. Yeah. And then, you know, and then from there we build, build into, here's some practical strategies on how to deal with life. Um, and so, uh, yeah, if, you know, get, and I know we see that a lot here, especially here recently where people were like, yeah, I've done, you know, I've done good for a day. It's the opposite yeah. problem. It's like, well, so, so now everything's perfect, so I don't need anyone this. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's not how that works either. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, so, um, like I said, as we're wrapping up, how just like, since you've been in the house for... What, five months now, right? Yeah, just, yeah, about. Um, just like just from the experience in the house, like, from when you came in to, to now. What would you say, like the biggest kind of changes, or um, I mean, there's things uh, you learned, or
2: there's definitely a lot um, that I've learned. For one, I, I've learned that uh, I'm not as good of a people person as I thought. <laughs> <laughs> I've, lear- I've learned that, uh, but no, uh, when I, I mean, when I first came into it, so. Uh, if one like like we've touched based on it it's a it's a life journey now yeah. you know so the, so this thing there was this idea of if once i graduate this i can just get to doing life however i want yeah but the reality is the um the practices that we're gaining right now the knowledge that we're trying to gain and the routine that we're trying to gain now is just like a like a blueprint for a healthier routine for life yeah. and so it, it, these things are just are just lifelong so there is no this is just coming into the doors kind of yeah even after 12 months even after 12 months it's still the beginning cuz like yeah. you said it took you around 6 years to really yeah. get to the point yeah. where you had a grip on it really right. um and this and we're doing this 12 months 12 yeah. to yeah well months. And
0: like i told the guys last night you know all of these expectations is how i try to live my life you yeah. know um, yeah. to go to church and to, to read my bible and you know this that and the other all those expectations and you know i, I continuously have to pursue it because if i fail even now and i'm i'm years removed from addiction and um if i get off base on any of those things even today yeah. and my, my spiritual relationships suffer yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah relationship with people suffer um i may not be falling back into addiction immediately but um man just things uh you'll show c- up in my life they will corrode yeah <laughs> that are yeah. unhealthy so yeah
2: yeah. yeah, and, and um, w- one of the many things I did I did learn for sure was um, that it, it's a, a it's habitual a, a, a routine of habitual thinking, mm-hmm. you know, because we have this habit this habit of thinking a certain way of, yeah. um, of uh, you know how do I feel better about today? How do I make it easier for me today? I I, I me me me. And, um it, it, in in this kind of thing teaching you especially if you get into a leadership position it teaches yeah. you to no longer think about yourself teach as you're going through this and we and we do things like the in-depth study and we'll do things like um being continuously connected with the church and these ha- these are habits um that at first and I remember I was I was one of the guys at, at the beginning of us who met with Aaron and I was like dude this is too much <laughs> like the schedule <laughs> we we're going to church all the time we're like yes. You know, we're, we're having these house meetings all the time. I was like, "This is too. This is too much, man." And I felt overwhelmed. But the truth was, is because I just came from a world where the only thing I had to worry about is what I wanted, yeah. or wanted, or thought I needed. Yeah. You know, whereas in this was, this is what um, this was creating a routine of habits, healthy habits for life. Yeah. And the and the point that I I also realized that was that that I think a lot of us are missing the point of. Of, that go, goes along with your thought process yeah. w- as well. You know, it's not just what you're physically doing and and where you're physically at and how you, and what you're attending or what you're yeah. reading. I mean, it's I mean it is what you're reading, but it's also. Your your how you choose to think, you know what I mean? Because we have sub you know subconscious thoughts obviously all the time, but you can stop yourself. It's not that too difficult. It's not the most difficult thing to stop right. yourself and say okay, I shouldn't think that. Let's think this instead, and begin to think in different ways habitually. And that's something I've been trying to grasp as well lately. Habitually thinking differently, you know, it's the same practice as like averting your eyes when it comes to women or, or lust or things like that. Yeah, you can avert your thoughts as well. Right, and it takes a, a conscious conscious yeah. action, but um, for the most part, I've, I've learned that um, there was a reason why Jesus called 12 disciples and not one. You know, uh, it was a huge reason because it makes a, a huge difference when you've got three people who are having a bad day. And if those three people are, are in the room together and at least one of them have the the thought of we need to be brothers in God and yeah. God needs to be in this. Um, then, then all three of them can come together yeah. in a way of, of tackling that. And it's the same way. With, and that will be the, the same way for the rest of our lives. And even after twelve to eighteen months or whatever it'll be, if I'm if I'm, I, I when I graduate, even then I will I'll still need that yeah. in my life regularly. Because if I just say okay good now I can go to the less things I can do le- be responsible for less things only just my life, then I will corrode oh, yeah. spiritually. I'll corrode eventually, and mm-hmm. uh, it will be a, a it'll be a good foundation, but it'll be rotten wood. You yeah, know, on it.
0: That's this good
2: yeah no i'm glad
0: you guys had me thanks for having me on this yeah we, we may have you back again you uh, know, six seven times yeah, yeah let's yeah, do we'll it talk about something else maybe i don't know i don't yeah. know yeah. Just be careful <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it was a huge risk bringing you on the first oh test. yeah 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 so i actually yeah. didn't even hit record on this one <laughs> yeah. i just wanted to make <laughs> so sure that's <laughs> right yeah. yeah yeah so if you're ready yeah. tell it all again yeah that's right oh yeah, uh, Go yeah. Ahead and get I'm started to clean up a couple places but <laughs> but other than not, we'll be, we can be good that's right Oh, anyway. but, uh, yeah, we are, man, thankful that you yeah. came on, shared your story, yeah. um, opened up and we're vulnerable. Um, do you want to say this? If, uh, if you got any questions, um, for Mike, um, uh, you know where to find him, right? <laughs> 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 no. Um, if, uh, but if this, uh, impacts you, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can call the church at 918-283-2221. You can email us at info at Uh, we would love just to hear from you. I know Mike would uh, love for you to connect with him when you see yeah. him, just, uh, and let him know how his story um, has has blessed you, the changes taking place in his life, how they've blessed you. Um, But uh, we do, um, first off, we are grateful for you, and and we love you guys for um, connecting and engaging, and we will see you right back here next week.
2: Yeah, bye.